Hello, and welcome to the world premiere of Wands and Fronds, the weekly podcast that covers magic, houseplants, and more. I'm Shannon. And I'm Nick. And we're your co-hosts. We wanted our first episode to be an introduction to both of us so you can learn about who we are, what our magical practice looks like, and why we thought we had enough experience to start a podcast. Um, I think a great place to start, though, is how we know each other. (laughs) So... Yeah, Nick, why don't you why don't you get started? Okay, so um, I'm going to use a quote that you have heard many, many times, and that is the most punk rock hair at the middle school. <laughs> so um, when I was in eighth grade, 16 years ago, if you'll believe it, um, I took a theater class instead of choir that year, and um, I saw this girl with the most punk rock hair at the middle school and i thought to myself i have to be friends with her we have to be best friends and that just has to happen and uh it did happen and uh you know once we graduated uh we moved to austin together uh where you were going to school at ut and i was kind of exploring the city um and we we, we've been roommates i think twice over that time I mean, well, twice over that time, three times if you count when you lived with us in high school. Yeah, I did live with you briefly in high school um, for the last year and a half or so with you and your lovely grandma, Nana, and uh, Stan Nana, by the way. And um, <laughs> yeah, no, it was great. And we, we you know, I've, uh, I was there when you got your cat and Ivan wasn't there when you got Samson, but... Uh, I remember when he was a little kitten and you were around. I mean, yeah, 16 years is a long time. We have two matching tattoos, two matching (laughs) tattoos. That's right. Both of them Friday the 13th tattoos. So that's true. It's our theme. I think it's been you're very much like my soul sister. Obviously, I have other siblings, but you were my number one chosen family. And even though we live very far apart now, I feel like I talk to you more than pretty much anybody other than my partner. So, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. And uh you know, I, and I do come out to LA pretty regularly. I know we're probably going to get a few live episodes. Um if you can't hear out there listening, we are in different cities right now. So Shannon's in Los Angeles, I am in Austin. And uh but you know, eventually cuz like I come out probably like once a year, sometimes twice. Yeah, COVID has kind of put a damper on that, as it has with so many other things. But I'm really excited for our post-COVID blowout whenever we're able to really travel again. Oh, yeah. We, you know, just hit the beach, record some podcasts. I think it'll be fun. I know. That'll be so good. Okay. So, Nick, why don't we go ahead and get started with a little bit about you? All right. So, my name is Nick. I am from North Texas. I am a queer, uh, if you couldn't already tell. Um, and I currently live in Austin, Texas. Um, I've been working in the service industry for quite a while now. And, uh, two of my very big passions are tea, books, and also, uh, my cat, Oliver, who I love very much. Yeah. So Nick, I know that you are an expert in tea. What's your favorite tea? Oh, I personally really love golden monkey tea. It's a Chinese black tea. Very roasty, very toasty, very nice any time of day. 
Mm. Oh, that sounds so good. I really wish that I had that instead of just a giant glass of water right now. Oh my gosh. Or that Yunnan gold. Remember I used to get you that one? Uh, Very similar. Very similar vibe. So, so good. Um, So anyway, I guess back on the wands and fronds side of things, um, do you want to tell us a little bit about what your magical practice looks like? Oh, sure. So uh, my magical practice relies heavily on intuition. So it does change a lot from week to week. But one thing I will say is I think it's so, so important and powerful to do spells and incantation work out in nature. And right now, actually, I'm very blessed to live right on a green belt. So, uh, you know, I like to look out for signs in the wildlife and the nature and the water. And I feel like that really grounds me and allows me to get deeper into my practice. So... Uh, I also just really like chilling with cool trees. Uh, Something you will know is (laughs) when I go out for a hike, I often like to find my favorite tree. So trees have such good energy. So I know this is I mean, I maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like Greenbelt seems a little insider baseball-y for people from Austin. Yeah. So do you want to like maybe explain a little bit about what a Greenbelt is? Because I think it's kind of a unique thing that not all cities have. So, yeah, the green belts here in Austin are really cool. It's like public parkland, but instead of having playground equipment and, you know, or, you know, or like swimming pools or whatever, or baseball fields, that kind of thing, it, they just keep it natural. And you can take hikes and you can go mountain biking and there's water in a lot of them. So you can even have a little dip, assuming <laughs> it's rained recently. But yeah, so it's a, it's like a big natural area and it's here in the city so you know like i said i live right on one it takes me five minutes to walk there you always see people walking their dogs out there it's really it's like and it's free you know so it's like whereas you'd have to pay to get into a state park to see similar things it's just a public service that we have so something i really really enjoy about my city yeah, I love Austin. There's lots of really pretty stuff in green belts and snakes. The number of snakes I've seen in those green belts is a little unsettling for me. But uh, yes, <laughs> but the water, the water features are really nice when it's been, you know, raining and you get that really beautiful like creek movement in some of those oh places. My gosh, yeah, just like the water rushing over the stones, the noise. Ugh. Uh, yeah, it's like that is what magic feels like and sounds like, I think. I Definitely. Uh, so I know that. Everybody talks a lot about their sun sign, but I think you and I are also both super into astrology, which is something I'm sure everybody will figure out a lot more about as we go through the podcast. But I think a great place to sort of start is your big three. So your sun, moon, rising. What are yours? Go. All right. So big shock here. I am an Aries sun, Sagittarius moon, and Virgo rising. So lots of fire. My Virgo rising is struggling to balance it out, but you know, it's a... Uh, <laughs> It's a mood. It's a lot of energy, for sure. (laughs) It is. I feel like your Aries energy, though, is what makes you such a fun person to co-host a podcast with. Oh, well, thank you. And also, I will say, not to blow your spot, but as a Virgo rising, I know that you are a Virgo sun, and I think part of that is why we have meshed so well through the years. Y'all, we have been friends for 16 years. Oh, God, yeah. 16 years. (laughs) So, you know, I just want to say we did not just meet each other last week and decide to do a podcast. We have known each other for a very long time. Right. 
Um, okay, so I think it's always fun to end, you know, your little intersection with a bit of fun facts and trivia. So I guess based on the subject matter of the podcast, what is your favorite plant and what is your favorite divination tool? Okay, so my favorite plant is also my favorite flower, but um, I'm low-key obsessed with hydrangeas. And is that low? Is that low key though? Honestly, that doesn't it's, feel it's very key. low key. It's high key <laughs> obsessed with hydrangeas. Literally, every time I see them at the store and they're they're looking good, I gotta bring them home. I gotta have them on my kitchen table. Um, and I, as far as divination goes, I've always been really big into tarot. And uh, just this last year, actually, for my birthday, I got a really nice tarot deck. It's the Dragon Tarot deck. So mm-hmm. the art kind of looks like um like a like a paperback fantasy novel mixed with like an 80s glam rock kind of record cover, you know, like like the dragons. It, it, it's it's a little corny, but it's very much my aesthetic and of course being so fire dominated, I love my dragon art. Uh I I think you might remember this uh in middle school, I had many many dragon posters in my bedroom so uh but i love that dragon deck uh she's never half-assed it she's always whole-assed it and even people who were skeptical about getting their tarot read have always come away from readings with that one with a bit of a head change you know they're a bit of a perspective change i feel like that deck has like big dio energy oh my god yes (laughs) <laughs> if a Dio song could be a tarot deck, it would be the Dragon Tarot. Okay, so can you tell us a little bit about your background? Yeah, so I know we kind of mentioned this up at the top, but uh, my name is Shannon. I live in Los Angeles now, but I grew up in North Texas with Nick in this tiny little town of less than 7,000 people. But I lived in Austin for a long time, you know, after going to school, and Nick and I lived there together in various apartments. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I've lived out in LA now for about five years. Uh, I am a green witch. And I'm a professional fundraiser. Right now I work for a museum here in the city, but I've worked for higher education institutions and other arts places. Um, But my biggest passions are, you know, my pets and gardening. I have two cats, Ivan, who you've heard about, and Samson. And then I also have a dog. Her name is Willow. She's a little boxer bulldog mix. She is my human daughter. She's not aware that she is a pet. (laughs) Um, But yeah, those are, I think, probably the most important things in my life. Oh, we we love Willow too. I didn't. I'm sorry I didn't mention her when we were doing the background. <laughs> I won't but, tell uh, her. I thank you. Um, well, can you can we dig down a little bit on what your magical practice looks like as a green witch? Yeah. So you know, my first experience with magic and you know paganism, sort of writ large, was back in this really crazy time when I was 11. I was kidnapped by my mother. I grew up with my grandparents. We ended up staying with some pagans and Blanco. And it was really bizarre. And the whole situation was genuinely like a little bit trauma steeped. But the thing that I really learned about myself then was how much I enjoyed being in nature. You know, there was this huge creek back behind the house that we were staying at that had this gorgeous little waterfall at the end. And I would just go out there for hours and hours every day and spend time in nature. You know, I've always felt really drawn to the Fae as well. And it kind of started back then And so, you know, I I moved away from actual like pagan and magic practices for a long time. But 
I realized in the past couple of years that pieces of that have always really stuck with me. So, you know, for me, my practice is very much based around like nature and plant life. And, you know, I have over 50 houseplants. I started trying to count for this podcast and then got a little embarrassed and stopped. Um, And that doesn't include like my herb garden and things like that. So for me, I do a lot of daily journaling. I do work with the lunar phases, do daily tarot draws. But the things that really make me feel like I'm centered in my craft are when I'm, you know, working with my plants, working with my herb garden, making tinctures and different, you know, herbal blends. That's really that's really what gets me going, gets me revved up. Love it. Love it. Love it. And I would like for you to tell everyone what your astrology big three is. <laughs> yeah, so um, there is a bit of a spoiler, but I, I don't think that many people would be super surprised to find out that I am a Virgo. But I have a Pisces moon. I was actually born under a full moon in Pisces, and my rising is Aquarius, which means that a lot of times people think I'm way cooler than I am when they meet me, which is very funny once they get to know me. <laughs> You know, I I could see it though. You know what I mean? I could I could see like if someone didn't know you, they might think you were an Aquarius. Yeah, exactly. People think I'm very cool and aloof, but then they get to know me and I'm really I I'm very watery. That Pisces moon is like a really really big influence in my personality and you know, I think as far as my practice goes, I've always really loved working with the moon and it's like, well, duh. You know, Pisces moon born under a full moon. No surprises mm, there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and some fun trivia. What is your favorite plant? And you you had told us you had 50 plants. So I know this is a hard choice for you. And your favorite divination tool. <laughs> yeah. So I feel I'm, I'm actually recording with a bunch of my house plants around. So I'm a little bit embarrassed to talk about my favorite. But Right now, it's probably Sally. She's my Calathea gray star. I actually love Calatheas because I tend to love my plants to death by overwatering, and Calatheas are thirsty bitches. So they really, really work well for my watering habits. Um, and then as far as my divination tools, I have a Lion Strider tarot deck that I'm just obsessed with. You know, the art is really beautiful, very watercolory. There's a lot of animal imagery in it that I enjoy because it does, I think, break away a little bit from some of the things that I don't love about the Rider Waite deck. You know, some of that really old school patriarchal symbolism that feels icky and not relevant. <laughs> um, so I, I like that I get to work with some of those big, you know, the the very common tarot things that you that you think of, but I don't have to really get steeped in some of that, you know, grosser history that you have in some of those tarot decks. Oh, sure, sure, sure. And I also just want to throw out there, I mentioned this during my spiel on my tarot deck, that like, it's so important to get a tarot deck where the art really speaks to you. Yeah, no, totally. And I think that, you know, when you're thinking about divination tools, when you find a deck that the art speaks to you, I mean, I think the best way to learn to work with a deck, you know, read through the book once, to get sure, yeah. the general meaning of it, but then really just spend time with the deck, you know, draw daily cards, see what it's saying to you. And, you know, I think that the intuition part of it is something that's really easy to get lost. You know, everybody wants to have the quote unquote right answer, but that's not what magic always is. I mean, I'd say almost never is. 
getting a right answer. So I think that finding something that really speaks to you is key. I mean, that really is the only way I think you can have a good, successful divination practice. So moving on, um, we were going to talk a little bit about what the show is going to look like going forward. Yeah. So, you know, before we go, I think one of the big things we also wanted to touch on today was what this podcast was going to look like. Um, and, you know, obviously we've got the wands, which is very much the magical side and the fronds, which is the planty side. And, you know, I think for me, every week I want to do a plant related topic. Um, and the reason that that I think is important is because when I'm thinking about magical correspondences, I find that when the correspondences really mirror things about, you know, how the plant grows naturally, or maybe like herbalism and medicinal properties that the plant has, when the magical correspondences align with those, to me, they feel really powerful. And so I think it's great to sort of explore the care and what, you know, medical properties plants have, in addition to talking about their more, you know, metaphysical characteristics. And that was sort of the the beginning of like the frond side of it. Um, and then Nick, of course, has, I think, such a fantastic, um, you know, his, your perspective is just so great on all things magical. Oh, yeah. Well, and I mean, I I think it's funny since, uh, you know, we were talking about how we met in middle school, I, that, uh, you know, I, I was really into the what got me into magical stuff way back in the day was actually a book that I found in the library in middle school about Norse mythology. And, um, you know, at the time, I, I was seen as a bit of a weirdo for being into all that stuff. And one of the things that I have loved is seeing that this is kind of coming more into the mainstream. And I think a lot of people out there can benefit from, you know, we have years of learning about this stuff under our belts. And, you know, so that the, the and, very unique perspective on it. Yeah. Can you imagine if they found out that a book you got out of our school library turned you on to the occult? They would burn it. Oh, oh my gosh, yes. In <laughs> Granbury, Texas? I, yeah. Be I believe they would. <laughs> they would literally set it on fire. Um, but yeah, so that's, I think, you know, Nick has been really steeped in this strong occult practice, I think longer than I have. Um, you know, I've kind of dipped my toe in and out throughout the years. And for me, the the plants and really getting involved with the herbalism has super grounded me in it. And I think, you know, Nick's perspective is just so it's so complimentary to the things that I feel like I know a lot about. So we wanted to to bring those two together in a beautiful uh, relationship, much like our own. And then we're also going to do a couple of weekly segments that will be regular, like questionable magical practices. And, and that one, I think, is going to be super fun because I'm sure everyone out there has seen some stuff that really makes you raise your eyebrows up, you know, where you're like, is is someone really recommending that? Or is like, is this really something? So that one can be a little fun. But you know, it's also kind of serious. I think there's a lot of people out there that are just getting into this kind of thing, They're just getting into practicing magic. And of course, you're going to go to the internet. And so there are some very questionable things about witchcraft on the internet. And I I'm going to do my weekly segment where I just kind of dig into that, you know, um, and there's we, we have a bunch of fun stuff planned on that one. So I don't want to give too much away, but I think that one's going to be maybe a little more lighthearted, but also informational. Yeah, I think especially for people that are new in the craft, we're kind of lucky in that you know, we're, we're older millennials. So we didn't always have the internet in the way that it exists. You know, we used to have to ask 
uh, a virtual butler to find things for oh my us. God, yes. <laughs> and I think about all the, you know, the young witches that are coming up today, and there's just so much bad information mm, on the mm-hmm. internet. And some of it is TikTok harmless witches, bad. we're looking at you. <sighs> oh my God, witch talk. I've got questions. It makes me feel old. Um, But I also, you know, it's like some of it is really harmless bad and some of it is like, whoa, no, 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 no. Please don't. (laughs) So I think it'll be good. And then, of course, we want to do some sort of weekly tarot scope or astrology update from Nick because Nick really does have such a good eye for that. Yeah, and uh, I, yeah, I've actually done a little tarot scope um, for our first episode. So, uh. Be on, be on the lookout for that. Um, and then, well, I think that's all for the intros. I mean, was there anything else you wanted to um, to go over for, for everyone out there? No, I don't think so. I think that wraps things up today. I do want to say, first of all, thank you. Anybody who's listening to this, you're already our favorite people. We do want to hear from you. I know everybody says that and it seems kind of cliche, but we mean it. You know, we have a podcast or sorry, start that over. So that wraps things up for today. Thank you everybody for listening. Um, We really would love to hear from you. I know everyone says that, but we do mean it. If you have ideas or thoughts or topics that you want us to cover, feel free to shoot us an email. If you see some crazy stuff on the internet, feel free to send that my way because I would love to see your worst Yahoo answers witchcraft advice. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. For so many reasons. So we do have we have an Instagram and an email. Both of those are wands and fronds pod. So wands and fronds pod at gmail.com is our email address. And Instagram handle is just wands and fronds pod. So you can check us out there. Send us a message. Send us an email. We don't have many followers quite yet, so the chances of us responding to you are basically 100%. Also, I would say that the earlier you follow us, the more of our favorite you will be. So just keep that in mind. You really want to you want to click that follow button ASAP. That's and, true. And you know, I mean, I'm I'm just saying. It's it's a fact. And you know, I also got to say you We'd really love it if you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you're feeling really super generous, and I mean, you know, we love you. Show us some love. Give us a review. Give us a rating. You know, give us five stars. I love stars. (laughs) Yeah, money can't buy our love, but ratings and reviews can. It's true. It's true. (laughs) And it really does help people find the podcast. I know it it does sound cliche, but there's a reason everybody asks you to do it. It does mean a whole lot. So the next time you hear from us is going to be our full first episode. And my topic is going to be marigolds. And uh, I will be discussing Samhain through the ages, old and new, very exciting stuff. So definitely tune in for that. Yeah. Well, until next time. Blessed be, bitches. Blessed be, bitches. Bye.